0: Most pastor counseling with Christians is on this issue of faith. It's on this issue of faith. Marriage problems, any problems is based on this. They only are moved by what they see. They believe what they see and they want God just to make a change. And God says, no, you have to change on the inside. You have to see it on the inside. Um, some, all, some people, all they see is the beast and 666 and the Antichrist. It's really got nothing to do with those dumb idiots. Um, it's all about the land. If, if you see what John's captured with, John who walks so intimately with Jesus on the earth. John called himself five times the disciple whom Jesus loved. In his gospel, he wrote, I'd be jealous if John said that. If I was one of the twelve, I'd say, you are arrogant. <laughs> he referred to himself five times as the disciple that Jesus loved. But when he saw Jesus in glory in heaven, he fell down in awe. And Jesus said, don't be afraid and just lifted him up. And then all the way through the book, it's all about the worship around the throne. All the time. That's all it's about. And and the book of Revelation tells us right at the beginning what the book's written for. It's not written to make people afraid of the end days. It starts in the first few verses. It talks about, it's about the triumph and the victory of the Lamb of God. It's ever, and it says, blessed are those who read this book. And we can re- read it and get dis- distracted by all of these ideas on the end days that since nineteen eighty one I've been studying everyone's opinion about the end days and I've lived long enough now to see everyone changes their opinion every ten years and then it recycles and everyone's dogmatic again. It's definitely he's coming in nineteen eighty four. But really I'm missing the whole point it's about the Lamb. Just take a seat and just lift your hands for a moment and say Lord thank you for helping City Church to be so caught up in the person of Jesus. Be so captured by him. Paul, Paul the apostle, he actually said, I'm a prisoner of Christ. He just said, I'm a happy, joyful slave, actually. A volunteer loving slave. I'm a prisoner. I'm totally captured by Jesus. I don't have, I don't have options about what I want to do, where I want to go, when I want to go. I'm captured by this one. I'm a prisoner. And we're going to pray for the blessing of God to increase in city church but I'm telling you right now let's just lift our hands and say Lord may we seek first may the kingdom may the person on that throne the lamb may he take full and absolute priority of our lives help everyone in city church to have that attitude I'm the disciple that Jesus loves and we're not trying to show off how much we love him we're so captured by how much he loves us. Someone sang it tonight. Just one touch of your love. So we believe that, Lord, and we agree. That when people hear about city church, the first thing they think about is a people absolutely captured by the Lamb that sits on a throne, who rules with complete sovereign authority. No devils, no demons. No antichrist, no beasts have got any hope against him. That when he comes, he comes riding on a white horse with a mighty sword. The great, great King of Kings. We declare, we believe in City Church that all of history has been summed up and brought to closure and conclusion and climax in one person, Christ Jesus and we're already in him the one who will sum history up and we declare today Father for City Church that we realize that history belongs and the future belongs to people who wrestle in the quiet place in the private place of faithful to come before you regularly and constantly to be captured by you all over again deeper and deeper and in that private place, we become fruitful in the public place. We want that more and more for this house, Lord. In the name of Jesus, so wonderful, so wonderful, wonderful. You know, we got um, we've been to most of the newcomer meetings. Those people are next steps, and uh, it's just such a joy to sit and listen to their questions because they. They have such basic questions. They 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 know very little about the Bible, although some of them have come from churches. But they know very little about the Bible. Some of them even didn't know there was a devil, or that there were angels, and and but they're so hungry to learn. They are so hungry to learn more from the Word of God. And what 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 what, what, what amazes me is that. We have such an opportunity to teach people the very simple truths of the gospel. And I can tell you something. They don't know much about the Word of God. They don't know much about the kingdom. But what they're learning, they're learning from an atmosphere in this house. Do you know, do you know that the way we worship here? It's multiplied on Sunday. Amen. So they're learning from an atmosphere that, I said this to Sean today, when they come in here as people who haven't known really known God, but just known religion, when they come in here, they have an atmosphere and a revelation that in this, in that room over there, there's a, there's a happy God that comes. Every week, there's a smiling God that comes into that room. Now, for them, until they learn better, for the rest of the week, they think God's not smiling anymore and that he's now angry with them. But then they come back here and then they find, we like the God who lives here because he's a habit. Now, what? Because he's a happy God. And, and what, what's going to happen is they are going to learn that he's happy seven days a week. And that he's never going to condemn them again. And and the amazing thing that's happening here is that it's not Glenn and me or Sean and Bonnie doing the teaching with the newcomers. The uh, our Chinese like people like Winnie and Patrick, they are teaching them about grace. They are answering the questions in Cantonese. Yeah. So, so we're taking a back line. We are the instructors of the instructors. But the instructors now of the newcomers are Chinese people wow. who are now teaching. You no, know, God's always happy. And talk about, about the grace of God. Amen. And you watch over the next, throughout this year, you're going to see more and more Chinese people discipling and instructing people. Because what we've, what the, what the Chinese people have been around this church for long enough now. They've got a lot to give. Yeah. Amen. amen. And say so we're, not, we're not a church of mature. We, we, so mature believers don't say, I want to come to church every week to learn like a new thing. Like I want to know, you know, uh, who the, the picture of the beast is. And who the, they, they come to church going, we want to learn the basics so we can teach people who know almost nothing wow. the basics amen. of the kingdom of heaven. Can you say Amen. Well, we had such a good holiday that if I didn't know about grace, I could feel guilty. It was so good. I mean, I didn't worry once. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't concerned. And, you know... What? You get... <laughs> no, no. Didn't, didn't even... I, I actually did pray for you, actually. Walking walk along the beach, but it was happy prayers. Happy praise, And really... You should try it sometime. To go away on holiday with Glenda is the greatest joy you could have. I mean, for me, a holiday is about. (laughs) She's she's the loveliest person to go on holiday with. She has so much fun. And she brings out the worst in me, the mischievous in me. And we we just had so much fun together. And I think that, if you're not married, please don't be angry with me, okay? But. Um, the most important re- relationship after Christ is your your husband or your wife, you know. So so you got great things to look forward to, just get the right one. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't have I can't teach you on how to get the right one because I married her you when she was so young and uh, I didn't know anything and I wasn't even a believer. But God's so big that he took two crazy people and somehow he called both of us together. So I don't know how to work that out. You gotta answer to that. Please let me know, but (laughs) I just know that in India, you can have arranged marriages. Most Indians, it's arranged and most of the marriages are successful. Because they don't get into this Hollywood romance that if you have a great wedding day with a great wedding dress, then all the rest of your life's going to be happily ever after. Now they get into this idea that marriage is hard work, yeah. and you've got to work at your friendship, and you've got to deal with the issues, and you've got to take some time out so that you are laughing and smiling, arguing, and then smiling again, because <laughs> you need to keep working at romance. Otherwise, it will go away. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And if you keep your marriage good, I promise you, the rest of your life is a lot easier. Because the hardest thing the prophet says is to have a wife that's a nagging person. It's worse, a man living on a rooftop, <laughs> than a dripping chap. Anyway, I don't know, I'm not talking about marriage. You're not married. Okay. And uh, it's good to see you all here tonight. I was thinking we, no one's coming, because as we're driving here, we just saw black clouds. I, I don't know why they didn't predict black rain, but it 's uh, it's just amazing that you've came. Are oh, you not afraid to go home in the rain you're not okay, all right I, w- I want to talk just very quickly, and then we 're going to break up into some groups and we 're going to pray and uh, I want to um, I want to talk about increasing the, the blessing on our lives now we we have a real presence of blessing on this church, and but remember the last time I was here at a prayer meeting, what I said was we all need to get into the good habit that as we read the scripture and we see a promise that looks so big, like you'll raise the dead, for instance. Uh, let me start with that one. Jesus said, you heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, and raise the dead. Like that's normal. Okay, so, so we, just, we, just, we just remove, we say, "Oh, well, we might be able to get a few sick people healed, but forget about raising. And without realizing it, we just dismiss certain promises in the word of God because they seem so far away. Remember, anyone remember me saying that? Alright. And I said the Lord had challenged me that anytime you read some massive promise in the Word of God, that most people have never seen it happen, never experienced it. But if it's in the Word of God as a promise, then I'm gonna I'm gonna fight in the fight of faith till I experience the fullness of that promise. Anyone got an amen? amen. That, that, that's how. You you stay fresh in God, that you never settle, amen? There are people that live, they they live with not enough. So they're always coming short financially. They just don't have enough. And then when they get to a place where they get enough, they just settle there. That's where they stay now. But really, that's really silly because you need to keep going to to the increase, to the increase, to the increase. So in 1970, a young man, not me, um, asked Catherine Coleman. What is faith? And she said, young man, faith is when you stop believing what you see and you start seeing what you believe. (laughs) I want to say that again, because this lady, Catherine Kilman, is probably one of the greatest miracle workers that God used. And she didn't really know much. And uh, she was very simple, quite silly. But God just used her in the most phenomenal way. In the miracles, and so she said, "Faith is when you stop believing what you see, and you start seeing what you believe." So, how, what do you, how do you see what you believe? Well, you see it first in your spirit. Amen. You see it first in your spirit, and if you see it first in your spirit, then you will keep going until you see it with your eyes. Amen. So, let's talk about the blessing, and I, I'm not going to give a big. Teaching on that, but let me just say this that we need to appreciate every blessing God gives, no matter what level it is. Please say amen. amen. But if the Bible says that all these blessings will come on you and overtake you, if the Bible says God's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing there is in the heavenly realm, and spiritual blessing is not just praying or the anointing, spiritual blessing is what's in heaven happening on the earth realm. Wow. Amen. So spiritual blessing includes prosperity, health, yeah. success, joy, victory. It actually means triumph over sinning as well. Wow. Come on. Say amen. Wow. The, the, the blessing of God. Okay. And it goes and, and, and John says in John 1, he says, you know, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And from the fullness of his grace, we have received one blessing after another. Now I need a leader to ask the question. Do you think we are in the fullness of the blessing at City Church? Have you ever met a Christian that lives in the full blessing that Abraham had? Well, we were redeemed from the curse of the Lord that we get the blessing of Abraham. And so I need to see that. I need to see that in myself. I need to see myself walking in the fullness of the blessing. One thing the Bible doesn't promise in the blessing is that you will have no hardships. Because the Bible promises anyone who lives a godly life will suffer persecution. So if you want to know if you're living godly, how much persecution? (laughs) And and if you're getting persecuted for being a religious idiot, that's not what the Bible's talking about. Because Jesus was the blessed of the blessed, but he had some hard times with some people. So never think because you're blessed that every boss you've got is going to be nice to you. But if you stay in the blessing, you will become the boss and you'll boss him around. See, the blessing will always get you out of trouble. Abraham got himself into trouble by his own stupidity and he even sinned. And he came out with wealth. He came out of Egypt. He did it twice. He sinned. He did the wrong thing. But because he was a man of faith and he believed in the blessing of the blessed God, he came out always in the victory. And some of them were life-threatening situations, and he came out blessed, and he lived to 120. So I, I, I'm saying, if that blessing's available, I want it, because friends, the blessing is the power to succeed. That's what it is. So how many of you would, uh, would like to succeed in every area of your life? Amen. <laughs> Me too. And you know, the level of blessing that's available, I I really believe that when we are living in the full blessing, the power to succeed, eventually, everywhere we go, there will always be some people that will ask us, would you please introduce me to your God? (laughs) Because I can see there's something on you that's a blessing. Amen? Now... Most unbelievers out there don't think that way when they see Christians. Because Christians are telling them, you know, God's hard and he's condemning us and life's tough and God's making you sick. Well, I've got enough problems as it is. I don't need to meet a God like that. But people who live in the blessings are going to see fruit. They're going to see people getting saved. So blessing in every area. So we need to live it a way that we go, thank you for the blessing, Father. But I tell you this. I want to thank you that I don't want to believe what I can see. I want to, I want to see what I believe. So and w- until you believe it, you can't see it. When you believe it, you see it in your spirit before you see it with your eyes. And you know how easy it is, because you live on the same planet as I do, how easy it is to believe what you can see. And if you listen to Christians' conversation, you can, whenever they're whinging, whenever they're whining, whenever they're complaining, they are just completely controlled by what they can see. They're completely controlled. They can't see the invisible. They can't see the the, 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 that there's a blessing. They, they want to know, how am I going to get Don't ask Just say, yes, Lord, I believe. And then God will open your receptivity, and you'll be able to move into a higher level of the blessing. Yeah. Hebrews 11. <laughs> all those mighty men of faith. Yeah. And all of them, uh, well, it says there that many of them, most of them died. But they died in faith, still believing for those promises. So they they didn't give up. Some of them, they saw some of the promise, but they didn't see everything that was promised to them. But they still continued in faith, believing, because they saw, it says, in the invisible world. And that is what drove them. They heard God. They saw. They had a vision in their spirit, like what Rob's saying. So, sometime read Hebrews 11. It's such an encouraging uh, book of the Bible. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. There's a guy in the Old Covenant, and in Hebrew, his name means the one who causes pain. Now, how many of you would like to have that as your name? And literally, his mother named him in Hebrew because he caused her a lot of pain when she gave birth. To him, okay. So his circumstance, what he could see was, my name is called the one who causes pain. <laughs> and we don't know much about him. There's just a few verses in the in the entire Bible about him. And he, he, one day, he just says to God, "God, would you bless me and increase me?" And God blessed him. And God, it's and, it's, and, the, and the Bible says, and God gave him, it gave it gave him space gave generously. Because see why? He dared to ask wow. to get out of what he could see, the one that causes pain, wow. and became a blessing. Think, think of that, seeing what you believe. Seeing what you believe. I see 10,000 people minimal in City Church. I don't care how stupid that's saying. I see myself influencing 300,000 people around the world, That with those 300,000, we will reach 300 million people will be born again and will influence over a billion people with the gospel. Now, I see that. I see it. I've seen it for about 25 years and stronger and stronger recently. And I don't care how insane it is because if you don't have something so big in your life that you're living for, you are going to be very easily discouraged by small problems. But when you've got a big vision and you see it, hey, if I died and never fulfilled what I've just said, I'll put on my grave, I'll write it myself. (laughs) He died in faith. If I die of sickness, I must write on my grave, he died believing by his stripes he has healed. Because I will not lower my theology or what I believe to what I can see or even the examples of some people. Amen. Amen. You have to live with this thing. It's not about me, and I can do nothing, and I'm a nobody. But with God, hey, come on! And so, so imagine, imagine, imagine Elijah. It hasn't it hasn't rained for three and a half years. That means every day you wake up, the sky is perfectly blue, lovely for holidays. <laughs> but not great for farmers, and. And people die. Yeah. And so for three and a half years, there'd been no rain. And he he comes in a, cl- a cloudless, no clouds, no clouds. And he starts praying for rain. And the Bible says in James 5, verse 13, that Elijah was a man with human weaknesses just like us. Yeah. And he prayed. Just like us. And he prayed for for it to rain after it had not rained for three and a half years and the rain came and the earth produced fruit okay so how many times did Elijah go and ask the guy to see if there were any clouds seven times amen and and how many of are glad that after the first time the servant came back and said There's no clouds. Elijah, you're wasting your time. You are wasting your time. There is no clouds. It hasn't rained for three and a half years. Just go move to another nation where there's water. Come on, get out of here. Leave Hong Kong. Just go, leave Hong Kong. Just go somewhere where you can get blessed easier. No, no, no. No. Imagine if Elijah had stopped on the sixth time. No, we are wasting your time. Why did he keep asking the servant to go? Because do you think that he was needing physical evidence? No. He kept going because he could see the rain inside of his spirit. And so he was confident. I don't care if it takes one time, five times, a hundred times. I'm going to keep going in faith until the guy comes and tells me he sees a cloud. Whereas the average Christian, they try to believe for healing, or try to believe God will use them in healing, or they try to believe for the blessing, and after a little while, if it doesn't work, they say this stuff doesn't work. Because they don't see it. They they, they they believe what they see. They don't see what they believe. And most pastor counseling with Christians is on this issue of faith. It's on this issue of faith. Marriage problems, any problems is based on this. They only are moved by what they see. They believe what they see. And they want God just to make a change. And God says, no, you have to change on the inside. You have to see it on the inside. Then you will keep saying to the servant, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is there any signs yet? And all he needed was a fist the size of a small man's hand. So that would be about this size. (laughs) small man said (laughs) see that that, that's (laughs) and that's all Elijah needed that's it he said that's it I hear the sound of abundance of rain stop praying started running out around the king's chariots because now I'm saying this that I believe that we have seen blessing very beautiful blessing on this church but I promise you it is so small it's 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 much smaller than the size of a man's small fist. It is, the blessing we've experienced is beautiful. And a lot of Christians would have settled for a lot less a lot longer ago. But we don't. We, we, we attract the kind of people in this church that are just crazy. It's not, it's not the pastor that's crazy. I'm, I'm saying it's the people here. It's the people. The people make me this way. I was very conservative before I came to Hong Kong, very quiet, very shy, ran away from problems, but the Hong Kong people, once they experience the Holy Spirit, once they experience He's alive and real and they experience the grace of the new covenant, take the world with Hong Kong people, take the world, so we, we're going we're to we're pray, Lord, we're going to increase the blessing, and I want you to find, (laughs) Jenny, you just converted, (laughs) I was was so happy, I thought, praise God, the the Muslims are coming, (laughs) so, so, we're going to, we're going to get a group, make it maybe groups of three, and, and, um, If we've got time, I'd like you to appoint someone in that group at the end to come and give a sum up what you picked up in the spirit when you were praying. If if there's a prophetic word that you get or something that God's saying about City Church, I want at the end of the prayer time, this is Glenda's idea, by the way, uh, and uh, so if it doesn't work, it's not my (laughs) fault. No, it's going to work. And there's no pressure to come and make, a, make up stuff. But it's, it's something that you can say in like 30 seconds. Because we're trying to teach the church how to not copy the pastor when it comes to speaking for so long. <laughs> Just how to be quick and summarized. That's how testimony should be. Just very to the point. Like a bang. So if, if you want to pray in Chinese, find two other Chinese people and pray in Chinese. Or if you want to pray in English? Find English-speaking people, or whatever. But I want you to pray from every angle the Holy Spirit leads you, and everyone pray a number of times. But pray prayers about blessing on increase on marriages, blessing on health, blessing on finances, blessing of fruitfulness in in the workplace, in favor, increase favor. I just just but keep thinking of a level of blessing that you you and me we haven't walked in. Okay. So, if you study church history, you'll see uh, the church will go for so so many centuries with so little happening, and then a little group decided one day it's in the Bible, and we're going to pray. And I'm t- I'm t- I've read church history the, the last two thousand years. I think I've studied most revivals um, in the in the book. And even if you read the Old Covenant, you see Israel has revivals because they find the Bible that's got hidden somewhere and they open it and they read it. And they see what God's promised and they start praying for that. And and most of these groups, they started praying after centuries of nothing. And sometimes, like the Welsh Revival, they prayed for uh, nearly 12 years, nonstop. I'm talking about all night prayer meetings they were prayed and suddenly God came and everything changed. Just because some group of people decided, we're not settling here. This is not what this, there's much more promises that Jesus died for. And we want to leave this earth having walked in all of the fullness of those promises. Amen. So that some of us re- uh, received from a previous generation stuff that made us just settle. But now we want to leave. I might talk about thinking generationally on Sunday. Thinking about the next generation. Amen. Because politicians are only thinking of the next election. But ambassadors are thinking of the next generation. <coughs> Amen. So f- once you just so you're gonna, we're going to pray. Just pray from every angle. Pray passionately. Because it says that the passionate, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It's very powerful. That's the verse before. Then it says, think of Elijah. He was a man just like us. Human frailties. And he prayed. And God gave the rain. So... So when you pray, pray like from your heart. See it in your spirit. So just lift your hands for a moment. Just Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the spirit of vision and dreams. And you paint pictures on the inside of our spirit. And we see things and we know things in the spirit. And we ask you, Lord, to, to help us to shut the mind, from, uh, shut it down. That, our, uh, that revelation would would go beyond reasoning, that we would think big. We would think about the bigness of God and the promises of God. Lord, we we see, we see in our spirits the day coming when this church will uh, see so many miracles and so many healings that we we will be amazed, but we would have seen it already in the spirit. Can you say amen? Just think about this, Sing about this, just think about this. When when they opened Walt Disney's world, whatever you call that, Disneyland. When they opened that, Walt Disney had already been dead a couple of years. And someone said, what a pity that Walt Disney did not see this opening of Disneyland. And I think it was his son or a friend said, oh, he did. He saw it already in his spirit. So, Father, I pray that you would give us insights And see things in the spirit. we will be not moved by what we see with our eyes. But we will see what we believe. So show us in the spirit. As we come to pray now. Lord help us to pray. Big prayers of release. Of lavish blessing. Over everyone in City Church. Amen.